Why is this not staying? Fuck. Why is this not staying? Fuck. Okay, why isn't it staying? What the hell? Why isn't it staying on this stupid thing? God damn it. So what are we doing? Uh, just checking in, you know. So what did you do today? Uh, mostly just uh, wandered around in my head, did the radio station in my head, and uh, got talked to uh, my parents on the phone, which uh, 
bad news for them, good news for me, Michael Ralph died. So, uh, the lame pig that I had to, uh, beat, uh, lame, uh, I don't know, around Christmas time dinners with where they'd open up the, the presents and we'd all pretend like we got along with each other and shit. Was, uh, happening and I'd, you know, like, I'd have to hear it, sit there and listen to my dad and my Uncle Ralph talk about my Uncle Ralph. I remember around the time when, uh, my biggest memory of Uncle Ralph was was around the time, uh, I think Clinton was president still at the time, if I remember right. And uh, there was a push to try to get uh, Bill Clinton to uh, to get uh, Leonard Peltier out of jail. And Uncle Ralph is like, oh, Leonard Peltier is a terrorist. You should never be able to get out of jail and blah, 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 blah. You know, so that's, that's, that's my memory of Uncle Ralph. This is slim, patriotic, redneck, uh, asshole pig who's finally dead. I just wish he would have been killed, like, earlier in life and been stabbed the way, uh, the, uh, yeah, 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 that's cool. But I wish, yeah. But I wish uh, he would have been stabbed the way uh, maybe the LaBiancas were or something uh, to death and, uh, with like 169 stab wounds, but instead he lived a full, like, a full life, which sucks. But, uh, so he's finally, so at least he's gone, but, you know, now, now our generation's running shit, so now it's the people like, uh, my sister and her husband and and uh, Uncle Ralph's daughter's husband was a cop and fucking uh, the other daughter's husband who's like this lame asshole dude that's like everybody should want to be a, a scientist or an engineer and and everybody should be trying to get a college education and everybody should learn manners and being polite and man the, the kid like his kids are like all I just felt so sorry for them they're like these when you see them at dinner it's like dealing with robots that have to be on their best behavior and it's like they have to play this whole game of uh, being polite and shit it's, it's just uh, it was uh, always a drag going to family dinners and stuff Basically, all I did today was work on my math and sit around and order some food and slept most of the day.
Right on. Yeah, I think I slept enough last night. I know I woke up. Uh, I know I've been awake pretty much most of the day, so. Yeah, but welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. go to Google? Um, yeah, let's go to Google. Ten Senate Democrats and Republicans say they reached five-year, yearly, nearly one trillion infrastructure deal. Uh oh. So what's the terms? This might be scary. Which is a far more realistic fucking number. I'm not worried about how realistic it is. I'm worried about who's going to wind up having to pay for it and uh, how hard is it going to be for everybody to pay for this infrastructure shit. The five-year package to improve the country's roads, bridges, pipes, and internet connections. The new blueprint described by four people familiar with the plan marks a fresh attempt to resurrect negotiations between congressional lawmakers and the White House after an oh, earlier... So this isn't a deal they've come up with yet. This is like an attempt. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see what the, let's see what the, the terms of this one are. After an earlier round of talks between President Biden and the GOP fell apart this week, but it remains unclear if the early accord will prove to be enough to satisfy either the White House or a sufficient number of lawmakers on Capitol Hill at a time when disagreements between the parties are rife. Yeah, I mean, I really kind of hope the Republicans don't go along with it, because, I mean, the Democrats have already shown that they don't really care about, uh, you know, making sure that the rich pay for this shit, that they're really going to try to saddle it on to everybody else. So I'm hoping the re- I'm hoping the Republicans won't go along with it being saddled on everybody else, just to help big businesses get uh, more rich. I think that but falls yeah, like, more along the lines of what Republicans do, though. 
yeah, I know, but this is what's screwed up. It's like this is means that everything's just getting worse for everybody that doesn't have money, and uh, for something that people probably can't afford. So I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know. It's a、uh, But yeah, what's what's the terms of this deal? Like, or what, what does the article say? What does the article say? Uh, it doesn't go into more detail. Okay, well that. Without knowing the details, we don't know if we're getting screwed over by this deal or not. If they if they go along with it. So okay, they're trying to do a deal, and let's hope it's not. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I just、uh, I hope the Republicans don't go along with it if it's going to make、uh, people that don't have money's taxes go too high. They are going to raise the gas tax. Who is? Infrastructure talks enter last ditch stage, as both Republicans and Democrats eye gas tax increase. Okay. Well, it's kind of more a somewhat fair, more fair way to pay for it, really. Still, can people? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's kind of.、Uh, I don't know. Could who knows? We'll see what goes on. Pobre. Still, can people really afford to pay? For, I don't know. I mean, it, it, depending on what it was paying for, I guess. Would, 
depend because if, if it was paying to stop, you know, to help with the global warming, it would make a little bit more sense than just paying to keep building more roads. But okay, I don't know. Or to keep the roads, I don't know. Or to keep the roads going, I don't know, whatever. But okay, I don't know. Pope rejects German Cardinal's departure over abuse scandal. Of course, well, who knows? That's what we're trying to find out. Well, it's a YouTube video. Never mind. Okay. Well, never mind. IMF sees legal economic issues with El Salvador Bitcoin move. screws over every little country whenever they try to improve things for for themselves so let's see how is is the imf gonna the international monetary fund gonna fuck over el salvador because they're trying to help themselves uh, this way hold on a second somebody's calling me okay yep Hello? What you doing, bro? Who is it? Oh, what's up? I'm just uh sitting here doing the podcast. Am I gonna order something? Uh, I already ordered Burger King. Uh, I don't have the app on this phone. Like, uh, we'll figure it out when you get here. All right, peace. All right, Kyle. 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 Yeah. All right. IMF sees legal economic issues with El Salvador Bitcoin move. Okay. You know, this is really freaking me out how, like, when I get put on hold, it takes them forever to tell me I'm on hold. And then when you put me back on the phone, it takes them forever to tell me that I'm back on the phone. But uh, I, like, wonder if they're doing something weird with the other line. Somebody's doing something weird with the other line. Because sometimes it works right away after you put me on hold, and sometimes it doesn't. But okay. The International Monetary Fund said on Thursday it has a number of economic and legal concerns regarding the move from El Salvador to make Bitcoin a parallel legal tender. Okay. 
El Salvador has become the first country in the world to adopt Bitcoin as legal tender with President Nayib Bukele Bukele, touting its use for its potential to help El Salvadorans Salvadorans living abroad to send remittances back home. Okay. Adoption of Bitcoin as legal tender raises a number of macroeconomic, financial, and legal issues that require very careful analysis said Jerry Rice, an IMF spokesman during a scheduled press briefing. We are following developments closely and we'll continue our consultations with the authorities. Okay, so they're not saying what the difficulties they're finding are. El Salvador is in discussions with the IMF seeking a near one billion program. It's just seeking a one billion program. Okay, so they're trying to get a million a billion dollars from the International Monetary Fund. So it's like if, if, they, if the International Monetary Fund doesn't like what you're doing, they won't give them that money or they'll, they'll you know, so that's... Which became its official currency 20 years ago. Okay. And that's the end of the article. Okay, well, that didn't really tell us much. So we just know that the International Monetary Fund people are like, we don't know if we'll let this happen. And remember, you asked for that $2 million or $2 billion from us. Now, if we don't like what you're doing, we'll take that money away from you. You know, but it's not really telling us the details. So we don't know whether to be mad at the International Monetary Fund people or not. You know, as far as are the things they concerned, do the things that they are concerned about make sense? Yep. And then Global Rick and Morty Day announced ahead of Season 5 premiere. Well, right on. Did the people that, that uh, put on the show decide to create a day for it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, right on. Which day is that? Does it say anything about who's creating the day? Sunday, June 20th. Okay. Cool. It's okay. I don't know if we want to go on more into this or go to the next article or what. Yeah, go to the next article. Yeah, let's go to the next article.
Mitch McConnell was asked about Trump in 2022. His answer is hilarious. Okay. Let's see if it's as hilarious as they say it is. So yeah, let's go on the article. Uh, Hammer, will you welcome the former president's involvement in the midterm? McConnell, well, he has his own agenda. And my view is we're going to focus on this administration and the future. What they're trying to do to the country and make it a referendum in the fall of 2022 on how people feel about this new government. They narrowly elected while they continued the 50-50 Senate and a close score over the over in the house. Ah ha ha ha. So when directly questioned about whether he wants Donald Trump to campaign for Senate Republican candidates in next year's midterm election, McConnell absolutely said, "Well, he has his own agenda." I guess that was what's supposed to be so funny. Um I don't know. It wasn't funny. What did he say? The answer was. Did did McConnell say the answer was hilarious? No, it's just this article writer. Okay, well, I don't think it was that funny. I mean, I think you know, like McConnell's pretty much saying no without saying no. You know, because like, I mean, that's pretty much what I take from oh, Donald Trump has his own agenda. That I, I think the answer would means if he said that, I think the answer means no. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, Do that's what he's saying. Or... Well, what? the article writer is saying that Mitch McConnell doesn't want him to mess around with it. Yeah, that's what I mean. So that's, I don't know, that's a pretty straight answer to me. I don't think it was funny at all. You know, this just that's just a straight answer. But maybe I'm not high enough to be able to laugh at it. But to me, like, I'm just caught up in the drama of of, uh, you know, that both parties are screwing us over and, uh, you know, it's like this is our lives and shit, so I'm not, like, stepping back enough from the drama to see the, to see the humor in it at this point, but maybe at some point when I'm high enough I'll be able to see that, you know. I don't think your level of high would make that any funnier. I don't know. I think if I got extremely, extremely wasted, maybe then I'd I'd get where this reporter's head at or what was so funny, but, you know. I think I'd have to be, like... I think I would have had to at least smoke two or three joints to, to get the humor in it. IRS now sending millions more additional stimulus checks. Okay.
The IRS said it is continuing to distribute federal stimulus checks to eligible Americans with another 2.3 million payments issued on Wednesday. Some of those payments include plus-up adjustments for people who receive less money than they were entitled to in earlier checks. Okay. The latest round of payments is part of the Biden administration's efforts under the American Rescue Plan to deliver 1,400 to each eligible adult and child. The IRS on Wednesday said it has now delivered more than 169 million payments worth $395 billion with the last batch of checks amounting to a total of $4.2 billion. Damn, how much toys can you get with, with 14 Hundred bucks if like a kid gets the check. And that's the end of the article. Okay, right on. So some people are getting more money. Some people are getting a good handout that didn't get one before or something. Gorsuch, Tomas. Well, Thomas, join liberal justices in siding with criminal defendant. Okay. What was this case on? So this is a Supreme Court case. Yeah. Yeah, so what's this case on? The Supreme Court split along unusual lines Thursday to rule in favor of a criminal defendant in a case that saw two of the most conservative justices form a bare majority with the court's three liberals. The 5-4 court sided with the defendant who argued he should not be subject to the Armed Career Criminal Act, ACCA, a 1984 law that imposes a 15-year mandatory minimum sentence on certain repeat offenders who are caught illegally possessing a gun. Okay, so why, or, or, yeah, so the question I'm asking, which, you know, I, I guess just read the article, but I'm still, like, in my head asking the question, okay, so why is this dude able to be exempt from it? Like, what's the reason why he's, he's exempt from it? But, okay, what does the article say? But, you know, you don't have to scan through it. Just, like, read the article. Justice Elena Kagan, one of the court's more liberal members, wrote the majority opinion, which ruled that defendant Charles... Borden Jr.'s prior convictions did not rise to a level that required enhanced sentencing. Oh, okay. So, like, what was his prior convictions before he got busted with the guns, I guess? I guess that's the next question, which we'll see what the article says. The ACCA applies only to career criminals with three or more prior convictions for violent felonies. 
but because one of the Borden's prior convictions, one of Borden's prior convictions was for aggravated assault, that he committed recklessly rather than with a greater degree of purpose in mind. His rap sheet did not require mandatory heightened sentencing, the court ruled. Okay, cool. So, he at least just gets his regular sentence and can get out of uh, jail. Is that an extra go to the next article? Yeah. FBI's 86 million cash seizure in Beverly Hills sparks outcry. Okay. Why? I guess now we'll figure out. Now the question: Why does it spark an outcry? Okay, what does the article say? FBI wants to keep fortune in cash, gold, jewels from Beverly Hills raid. Is is it abuse of power? Um, could, yeah, it could be. What was the raid for? When FBI agents asked for permission to rip hundreds of safe deposit boxes from the walls of a Beverly Hills business and haul them away, U.S. Magistrate Steve Kim set some strict limits on the raid. The business U.S. private vaults had been charged in a sealed indictment with conspiring to sell drugs and launder money its customers had not. Had not what? Did not participate in the crime. Okay, so... If the customers didn't participate in the crime, are they trying to bust the bank for putting other stuff in their safe deposit boxes? They're trying to take everything in the safety deposit boxes. Okay, well then, yeah, that's, uh... I mean, I'm still trying to figure out who they were busting then, if, if the people that have the safe deposit... The bank. Okay, so they're, they're trying to bust the business... And, okay, so they're not able to take the, the money and, and jewelry from those rich people's uh, deposit boxes. Which, yeah, that, that's, uh, that sounds like a, a, a just move. So the rich people should have their shit stolen just because they did business with a dirty business. No, they shouldn't have their shit stolen because I thought that's what they said is they weren't, they aren't supposed to, like this, this dude from, okay, the cops are busting this dude. Who is the dude that said that this shouldn't have be done to them? So I thought this was an FBI dude who said that this shouldn't be done to those people. 
No, the FBI wants to keep all of the shit that it took from the safety deposit boxes. Okay. So... I guess the people that weren't involved in the crime are, like, trying to, to fight the FBI legally on, on this? Yeah. Okay, well, I hope those people win. Because, you know, they didn't commit the crime. It's only the bank that committed the crime. It wasn't the people that have their, their security, their safety deposit boxes there. They're, you know, they were just innocent, pawn, innocent pawns in this, this uh, uh, business's uh, scheme, and they shouldn't have their stuff taken. And then CDC plans emergency meeting on rare heart inflammation following COVID-19 vaccines. Okay. Yes, that's, uh, yeah, we'll see what the CDC does, you know. It's like, they're finding out more that we're trying to kill them. How do we keep our lives going, you know, and tell everybody that this is safe? Yeah, pretty much. That's what they're going to do. Yeah, not probably, but let, let's hear how they're, see if there's any, like, reporting on how they're questioning this shit. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced Thursday that they will convene an emergency meeting of its advisors on June 18th to discuss rare but higher than expected reports of heart inflammation following doses of the mRNA-based Pfizer and Moderna COVID-19 vaccines. So far, the CDC has identified 226 reports that might meet the agency's working case definition of myocarditis and pericarditis following the shots the agency disclosed Thursday. The vast majority have recovered, but 41 had ongoing symptoms. 15 are still hospitalized and 3 are in an intensive care unit. Yeah, that's these bioweapons aren't that safe. Yeah, and that's the end of the article. Okay, well, let's let's hope that they don't do what we think they're going to do. Let's hope they decide to, to stop uh, trying to get everybody to take these shots. But we'll see. I don't know. Like I'm, I'm fed up because like I woke up this morning to uh, the news that okay they're gonna open up everything and take you know stop the mask mandate. But the CDC still wants to put all these guidelines in, and they want to make sure everybody follows these. They still follows these CDC guidelines. So I don't know. I'm thinking to myself. That when I find out, like, if they tell me that I still can't uh, charge my phone at, at uh, a coffee shop, then I gotta, you know, I wanna find out, okay, if the county is the one deciding this, then I wanna get in touch with the county and go, okay, how few people have to die or how few people have to get sick before you will uh, 
stop these uh, restrictions? Like, at what point? Give me a number. And not just say, oh, it depends on how many people get the vaccine by blah, blah, blah day. You know, like, when are we going to really have freedom in this country? You know, like, I, I almost wonder, like, if there's a way to ask Alex Jones or any of those dudes, like, how, what would be the best way to approach L.A. County or whoever, you know, L.A. City or L.A. County, whoever's, uh, wants to keep all these restrictions going if they've supposedly stopped the mask mandate, but they still want to keep all these restrictions going. Like, uh, you know, how, how do we fight them to try and get our freedom back? I mean, I'm, I'm really like, this is really bothering me the more I think about it. Because, I mean, I just like, the thought that I'm going to have to be stuck in this house for another summer and I can't do anything to fight all this stuff to try and get better housing is I don't know it's driving me up the walls I, I don't I don't want to have to be here for the rest of the summer because the county's still like gonna screw with us <laughs> or the city's gonna screw with us I just I hope things aren't as depressing as they seem. I really, I hope at some point we'll really be able to get our freedom back, really. I don't know. I'm freaking out. Joe Manchin's highly suspicious reversal on voting bill follows donation from corporate lobby. Hmm. Okay, yeah, that, that kind of makes sense. I mean, I, I think... Who are the corporations that, that, Joe, that uh, gave money to... Uh, uh, Joe Manchin, is it? Yeah. Yeah, who are the corporations that gave him money? Like, like what corporations want voter, voting to be discriminated against for poor people and especially black and Latino people? U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Whoa. So the U.S. Chamber of Commerce doesn't like black people and, and Latinos voting. And wants to see them restricted. Senator Joe Manchin, the West Virginia Democrat, famous for his vow to maintain the Senate filibuster and thereby scuttle much of President Biden's agenda, recently published an op-ed opposing the For the People Act. Democrats whooping, whopping voting rights bill. 
That article strongly echoed talking points from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and appears shortly after the influential pro-business lobby resumed donations to Manchin's campaign after nearly a decade. Whoa, so okay. Here's the U.S. Chamber of Commerce going, we haven't supported your campaign as a Democrat for the past 10 years, but we'll support your campaign... If you go along with this, if you go against the Democrats' bill to make it so that you can't discriminate against poor people and and, uh, and suppress the vote for black and Latino people, yeah, that is pretty uh, pretty screwed up. Uh, what else the article say? Mansion, who co-sponsored the sweeping voting rights legislation in 2019 has supported filibuster reform in the past. Became the first Senate Democrat to oppose the bill this week while reiterating his opposition to changing the filibuster. A key roadblock to voting reform. Skeptical members of Manchin's party have questioned the reasons for his opposition especially after a recent poll found that a majority of West Virginia voters support changing the filibuster rules and 79% of the state's voters, including a large majority of Republicans, support the For the People Act. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know if the filibuster should be changed or not, but... If the Republicans really use the filibuster to push this bill, that that gives the Democrats incentive to want to change that that law. Where I mean, I hope the Republicans don't use the filibuster in that way. I hope they save the filibuster for a more important issue like stopping gun control or uh, you know something like that, and not. To, to suppress the vote because that, that that would really give the Democrats a reason to want to end the filibuster and a good justification for it. Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez suggested that Manchin's opposition to the proposal and filibuster reform may really be about measures in the bill aimed at cracking down on lobbyists and dark money. Yeah, I think uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is right on that. But again, if the Republicans use the filibuster for that purpose to, to get more business influence, again... The filibuster should be reserved for something as important as gun rights, not for business to, to fuck over the average person. Okay, what, what else the article say? This is probably just as much a part of Joe Manchin's calculus than anything else she told MSNBC on Tuesday. You look at the Koch brothers and you look at the 
organizations like the Heritage Foundation and conservative lobby groups that are doing a victory lap over the fact that Manchin refuses to change his on the filibuster. And I think that these two things are very closely intertwined. Okay, who did she mention? The Koch brothers and who else? Heritage Foundation. Yeah, I mean, the Heritage Foundation and the Koch brothers are, you know, probably main heavy donators to the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, too. And, uh, yeah, this this stinks of big business interests. And I really, like, I just keep saying it again. I mean, I've said it too many times, but I don't, I don't know if we should change the filibuster because it would be important to use it in something as important as gun rights. But uh, if they're going to use it to just make big, big businesses rich, then maybe the Democrats have a good reason to want to end the filibuster. All right, ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. Ohio adds three new qualifying medical marijuana conditions. Okay, cool. What are the new conditions? Or what did the old bill cover and what does the new bill cover? Or, you know, what did it cover before and now what's been added? But yeah, what does the article say? The Ohio Medical Board approved Huntington's disease terminal illness and spasticity to the list. Okay. They join a list that includes HIV, AIDS, cancer, and chronic pain. Okay. So I still wouldn't qualify under Ohio's medical marijuana law if I moved moved there for... uh, as a depression patient. Like I qualify in California. I don't know, do you have glaucoma? No. No, my, my main thing is uh, depression. And, and some headaches, but I haven't had the headaches. I haven't had the headaches really that bad, you know, really since, uh, I'd say December 2019 was the last time I had one of the heavier headaches. So the main reason, medical reason why I use it is, is for the depression. Yeah, you wouldn't qualify. Yeah.
A man dumped 80,000 pennies on the lawn for his last child support payment. His daughter paid it forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Do we want to go into this or go to the or skip that? Uh, keep it moving. Yeah, let's keep it moving. And I think that's important to most of our lives. Only important to that one whoever has the kids. Man who threatened whistleblower's lawyer gets one-year sentence. Mm, what was this about? The judge imposed a prison term for a stark and brutal email sent to Washington, D.C. lawyer Mark Zade. Okay, wait, who sent this to Mark Zade? Mark Zade or whatever? Britton Atkinson. Okay, now what, what was he getting in trouble for? Or what? Okay, is he the whistleblower or the person who threatened the whistleblower? He's the guy who threatened the whistleblower. Okay, so I guess I'd be asking, what did he blow the whistle on somebody for? And Yeah, let's go into the article, because I still don't quite get this. A Michigan man who admitted emailing a death threat to a Washington, D.C. attorney representing high-profile whistleblowers was sentenced Thursday to a year and a day in prison. Okay. What else to say? You there? Yeah. Okay. So what does the article say? U.S. District Court Judge Thomas Ludington also imposed a term of three years probation. Atkinson was charged last year with sending a graphic threat to lawyer Mark Zaid who was representing a CIA analyst who had made allegations that fueled the inquiry that led to former President Donald Trump's first impeachment. Atkinson sent the email in November 2019 after Trump held up Zaid's photo and read some of the attorney's tweets during a rally. Oh, okay. So this was like some Trump supporter that was pissed off that Trump was being tried under going through impeachment and wanted to uh, fuck with the lawyer that was representing the Democrats. Okay. I don't know. I mean, that, that doesn't bother me as much as I don't think... I don't know. I don't think Trump should have been impeached for those reasons on both of those trials, but... Uh, I don't know, I, you know, like, I can see why they, uh, fucked with him for a threatening letter, 
I mean, over something that was, I don't know. I mean, I guess he really dug that dude as president. I don't know, but okay. I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I, I see reason more important people that are worth, that really need to be threatened than the dudes who started this shit. That's, uh, okay. Better now. You still want to go on with more of this, or should we go to the next article? Next article. Yeah, let's go to the next article. It's fizzling out. Yeah, what are they covering? Woman's fake smile at high school graduation has internet and stitches. Okay, why would the internet care? Yeah, Leah, let's go to NPR. And we're back. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. 
I'm your host, Sharon Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. Yeah, but uh, NPR is fizzling out. Yeah, what are they covering? How do... They don't seem to cover much, unless I just, like, totally blacked out on most of it. How to control and even use your anger with meditation. I don't want to do that. I want to fucking lose... I want to lose control over my anger enough to kill people like, uh... Like, uh... The Columbine shooters? What? Yeah, I want to be like goddamn Columbine shooters, damn it. I have more respect for them than I do myself. At least they're brave and not chicken shit. Like myself. At least they're not stupid cowards like myself. Shit. I want to be able to have enough control over my anger to go, you know, kill my, uh, my cousin's, uh, cop husband and shit. You know? <laughs> You know, the, the problem is I have too much control over my anger. I don't, you know, lose my temper enough to do shit like that. be tackling the world's biggest problems at the G7. Okay, let's see. Because this is really, like, freaks me. Like, here are the dudes that are causing the world's biggest problems for the most part, and they're saying they're talking about how to tackle our, the world's biggest problems. So, okay, what are they? What are they? Because if they're saying these are the world's problems, then I bet what they are calling problems are solutions. And whatever they're calling solutions are, you know, so like if they're saying these are the world's biggest problems, it's probably the world's biggest solutions that are to them the world's biggest problems. But let's see, how many of the things that they call are problems, problems, and how many of them aren't? So, and just climate change. Person, what? Just climate change and pandemic recovery. Okay, well, no, those are pretty heavy problems. Um, yeah. I mean, that is, climate change is a huge problem. Okay, so they're, they're, at least they got the problems right this time. Usually when I hear a government person or a business person say something's a problem, they're usually talking about a solution. But uh, this time they, they, they do know that they're problems. So, okay. And yeah, the recovery is going to be a problem because if they just hadn't shut everything down, it wouldn't be a problem. But because everything's been shut down, now it's become a problem. And then there's the challenge of China. Well, China is a pretty big problem and and probably the solution to China is not kissing their ass so much, even though like everybody borrows from them. At least our country borrows from them too much. And I wonder if she's going to we're not a problem, we're the solution. Communist, Ch- Chinese communism is the solution to all your problems, bad. Where's the imperialist? 
Right on. All right, ready to go to the next article? Yes, good. let's go to this. Was that the only things they said were problems, or did they, was there? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, those are pretty real problems. So, okay, at least at least they get that those are all problems. So, okay. But I wonder, like, the solution to, to the recovery is let everybody recover. Stop locking everything up. You know? Stop shutting down every business because a bunch because we're all dying. <laughs> In the Heights dances from the stage to the streets to the screen. What is this like just some article about a movie? Yeah. Or a Broadway show? Yeah, who cares? Let's go to the next article. France is sending the U.S. a second smaller Statue of Liberty. Okay. I don't know. What are we going to do with that? Or like, what are they going to do with a smaller Statue of Liberty? And does it look like... Uh... I remember when I was 18 hearing some gay dude on the radio saying that the statue, because when, was when the Statue of Liberty was reopened up in, 19, uh, July 3rd, 1986, and this gay dude is on the radio saying that the, uh, when I was living in Berkeley, saying that, uh, the Statue of Liberty looked like Elvis in drag. <laughs> nice. Francis, well, uh, Francis sending. She was gay, so he's like, uh, and Elvis in drag looks really cute. <laughs> Francis sending a mini statue of the of Liberty to the U.S. It will stand across from the original Lady Liberty through the Independence Day holiday before being transported to the French Embassy in D.C. Hmm, okay. See, I think they could just, like, like, confuse a bunch of people and, and do a big joke that the Statue of Liberty was shrunk. Or that the Statue of Liberty shrank, you know? <laughs> oh my god, what kind of horrible voodoo magic happened to our statue? A former police chief and five other people have been charged in the Capitol riot. Okay, let's let's find out more about this. Like we find out when they get charged, and then we never find out anything, any follow up to any of these people's trials. It's kind of sad. They just all of a sudden they disappear from the media, and then you don't know like what happened to them all. 
el joven A former California police chief and five other men have been indicted on conspiracy charges in the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol, according to the court documents made public Thursday. Among those charges, a former L.A. Habra, well, former La Habra police off police chief, who founded a far-right group called the American Phoenix Project which was formed to protest pandemic-related restrictions and has also helped push the lie that the election was stolen from former President Donald Trump. Okay. At least some of the men charged are believed to have ties to the Three Percenters anti-government extremist movement, according to court documents. Well, I mean, they really want to go after anybody that's uh, going against the pin, the uh, government lockdown, and uh, anybody that's going against the official status quo and then punish them to the full extent of the law, like uh, the Chinese did to the people at Tiananmen Square. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't really believe the. the but okay, what uh, what else articles say? They are accused of conspiring with one another in a plot to block the certification of President Joe Biden's victory. The U.S. Department of Justice has brought similar conspiracy cases against members of other far-right extremist groups, the Oath Keepers and the Proud Boys, in its sweeping prosecution of the deadly, and I do repeat deadly, January 6th riot. Well, I don't think it was that deadly, but uh, I don't know. It's it's uh, you know it's it's just uh, I don't I don't like seeing how everybody's getting screwed with uh, because of this. I don't know. It's. Uh, It's just, uh, I don't know, because more, more people just getting messed with by uh, a government that wants to punish everybody that doesn't go on. Because I guess the thing that's hitting my head is like these people are being charged with conspiracy, but who's going to charge Fauci and all the leaders of all the governments in the world with the conspiracy to take our freedom away, you know, be, through this biological warfare from China? And then to try and kill everybody with these bioweapon shots. I mean, it bugs me. I'm like, at night I'm hearing Bounce TV run these ads where people are asking legitimate questions and they're being answered with the same bullshit lies of our government over and over again. And everybody's just supposed to expect, this is the truth. And they say things like on the radio commercial, these are the real facts. And I'm like, none of these things are facts. You're saying you're telling a lie and saying this is the real facts.
Uh, ready to move to the next article? Yeah, let's move to the next article. Mind throwing this away, James? Not really, but okay. Thanks, bro. Dude's going, damn it, I just wish I would have just got off and stayed on my ass and not done anything. Damn, that hurt my arm. <laughs> Former police chief and five other people. Well, wait, we already read that. Some states will let student athletes earn money from endorsements, but critics cry foul. Okay. So I'm, I'm trying to remember why don't people want student athletes to get uh, endorsements? Uh, I mean, is it the same article or is it they're in school and they shouldn't? Be able to make profit off of their talent or I don't know. Like you're already giving them a free education. Why should you be letting them make a profit beside that? I don't know. College sports are about to change dramatically, and Congress needs to act quickly in order to ensure fairness. That was the message Wednesday on Capitol Hill at a lengthy Senate hearing about new state laws that will allow college athletes to make money off the use of their name, image, and likeness. The money would not be from the athlete's school. Okay, I don't get why is that so unfair. <clears throat> well, it's only been done in five states. Yeah, that's what, what is so unfair in those five states? That these people are having a hearing on Capitol Hill over it. On July 1st, at least five state laws go into effect allowing college athletes to, among other things, get paid for endorsements, personal appearances, and content on social media. They'll be able to hire agents. And they hired well, government agents and secret uh, agents and even agents provocateurs? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, one of the dudes from church brought it in.
also Wednesday, Connecticut became Connecticut became Sorry, I accidentally hit back. stuff now. Huh? You still order stuff now. Okay, work in order. Uh, hand me that phone. I'm not hungry, so I ain't gonna order nothing. Oh, Carl, I'll call you. Well, actually, I need to charge this phone. Okay. So I might be able to call you today, but probably not. Okay, I'll talk to you next segment. All right, what should we call this segment? Um, I'm trying to think. What's the I'm trying to think? What the most important thing we've done in this segment is? just hurt my skin. Oh, yeah. No, no, what other stuff did we cover? Uh, we covered, uh, well, hold on, you can look through it, Pook. Covered on NPR. Officials knew of neglect of. Yeah, no, we covered that in the last segment. So it's everything after that one. That the was Senate big. just confirmed right. uh, first Muslim judge. We covered that. Or did we cover that yeah, one? That, um, yeah, I think that's what we started the segment on. Okay. Okay, the Muslim judge, which might be the most important thing we covered. I don't know, like, what else we covered. Uh, spring college enrollment dropped by nearly 7,730,000 7, students. Yeah, not as important as the Muslim judge. Jesus, why does this keep going back? I know. How to control and even use that your anger with meditation. Okay, that's 
So we didn't really cover anything else on NPR. There wasn't much else on NPR then. Yeah, so that's why I was saying it was fizzling. <laughs> okay, so what was what did we cover on Yahoo then? Nothing. Okay, well I guess we're gonna have to do it under the Indian, the the Muslim judge because there wasn't really anything else important we covered. I mean, maybe maybe the college enrollment thing, but that's not a. I mean, it's the fact that there's only one Muslim federal judge. That's pretty, for, like, the, one of the most popular religions. There's only one judge that's a part of that popular religion. That's pretty heavy. It's okay. You there? Yeah. What? Yeah, so do your outro. Okay, yeah, so tune in uh, next time and we'll talk more about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with.